Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Belly up to my bar. Let's have a little chat about the Senior Bowl. Before we do, a couple little programming notes. Um, As you can tell, Brian is off today. He's off celebrating his birthday weekend and couldn't go on Monday. So I'm doing a solo mission like the old days. Um, We will be back tomorrow. But unfortunately, my father-in-law passed away late last night. And I don't know what my schedule is with family obligations and whatnot for the remainder of the week. So I might be doing some things via phone when I'm at the funeral you know, funeral parlor. Do they call them parlors anymore? Um, and all those type of things. So unfortunate, great guy. Um, a lot of tears in our household the, the last 24 hours. But I am not going to bring down the mood. Here's my plan for today. Um, over the course of the last week, I gathered a lot of information and insights on the Senior Bowl. And... I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 15-ish guys here, just names down on the paper that I wanted to talk to you guys about that I'm starting to really get a good feel for through Senior Bowl week and before. And, of course, let's start with the quarterbacks. And the the four quarterbacks I have listed here are Anthony Gordon, Jalen Hurts, Jordan Love, and Justin Herbert. And here's my early take. I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, people didn't think Carson Wentz would be the second pick in the draft in January of his time coming out. I think, you know, my, my point is I think Herbert and Love, especially Herbert, but both, are going to be higher picks than any of you think. You know, than any of us think right now, whatever mock draft you see, they're going to go earlier. Like, they're going to go high. I mean... That's not a knock at all on Burrow or Tua. I think they're going to go really high. Burrow's going to go one. Tua might go three in some way, shape, or form. We kind of talked about that last week. I'm not sure Herbert doesn't go four or five, and Love doesn't go eight. You know, I mean, Love is going to benefit a lot from what Mahomes is doing, and people are going to look for that style of quarterback. And I like him a lot. I think Love has all kinds of upside had a really difficult last year in college that was hard to overcome, tried to do too much, all those type of things, where Herbert's basically the prototype, and every team's going to like him. I mean, if he was in Hertz's situation at Oklahoma, can you imagine how high Herbert would be going? So I think when it's all said and done, Panthers, Chargers, whomever is going to trade up to five or six or something like that to take Herbert and then the people are going to look at it and say, Love's the only guy left. I still love him. Love, haha, <laughs> nice. Uh, move up to 12 and take him. You know, So I think all four of those quarterbacks are going to go extremely high. Um, Anthony Gordon, to me, is maybe this year's version, maybe around later, of like a Jimmy G, you know, who's... Got some traits you like, and maybe he's that third-round guy that hits or is worth taking a risk on that sits behind a veteran for a year, and a year from now we're talking about, boy, remember the great preseasons Anthony Gordon had? And he's projected as a starter when Rivers or Ben or whoever retires. You know, So I think Gordon has some... has My ears perked up watching this guy and studying this guy. Unfortunately, I don't really feel the same about Hertz. I think Hertz is 
tough as nails, easy to root for, great teammate, has some Dak Prescott in him as a competitor. I always call Dak a bulldog. And I think Hertz is a similar running style. I think Dak is just a way better passer of the football, though. I I, I don't think Hertz's accuracy is good enough, and he holds the ball a long time. And he's not a super athlete. It's not like, well, get him on the field and Taysom Hill him up. You know, like, eh, no. I mean, he's a good athlete for a, he's a really good athlete for a quarterback. He's not a really good athlete just to get him on the field because he's so dangerous. You know, rookie year Lamar stuff. You know, so I am down on Hurts. The other three really are intriguing to me, as I mentioned. I think Love and Herbert. Uh, have a chance to be. I'm not saying they're going to be great players. I still have a lot of work to do on all these dudes, but I just know what teams look for, and Love and Herbert are going to be coveted by the league. Uh, quick break here and come back with a couple other dudes. All right, the running backs I have listed here are Josh Kelly and Antonio Gibson, both of whom showed really well in the game. I like Kelly a lot. I think he has kind of a narrow-waisted dude, but he has a lot of workman-like traits, traits and workhorse-like traits, I should say. I think he can handle a pretty good workload and still give you quite a bit of all-around versatility as a receiver. Um, I think Kelly has potential starter traits, and I think his stock has to be rising after a really good week, a really good game. Um, I could see him being a starting running back in the league. Antonio Gibson, to me, is really intriguing. Is I guess the question is, is he a, is he a wide out? Is he a running back? He's absolutely a returner. Um, he's a running back to me that is a great receiver. And he's also physical. He's, he's a big, for a wide out, he is a big, thick body type. For a running back, he has a little bit of a wideout body type, you know. But I think in today's NFL, there's a lot of uses for a guy like him. And maybe he isn't a workhorse type, but I think he's a prominent member of your offensive arsenal. And somebody that every team would love to have. Kind of like Tony Pollard, who was there before him in Memphis, but more physical. And I think more of a pounder. I mean, running between the tackles. Um, there's many receivers to talk about, but I just picked out one, and that's Van Jefferson. I'm going to keep calling him Van Morrison. I'm going to do that a lot this week, this year. But anyway, Deshaun Hamilton is who comes to mind with this guy. Sharp route runner, the type of game that translates very quickly to today's NFL. You know, the, the route runner types, not the biggest, not the fastest, but crafty and knows the trade. I don't want to say Michael Thomas. That's way, way, way too extreme. But a type of Keenan Allen. You know, those guys are better than Jefferson. But I bet he makes an impact as a rookie out of the slot, out wide. He's got a lot that I like going on there, especially for immediate satisfaction, you know, from an NFL team. That um, Jefferson, I think, is going to be somebody people like a lot. And this receiver class is loaded and has... All styles, you know, but some people will take, you know, the the speedsters, the big strong dudes ahead of a guy like Jefferson, but he looks like a second or third round pick to me that has a long stay in the league and catches a lot of balls and has a real productive, solid career. Tight end from Dayton, where I was born, actually. That's about the only 
two years of my life, the first two years of my life, lived in Dayton. Uh, a bunch of my buddies went to Dayton. Adam Troutman is tight end. A lot of buzz about this guy, too. He's pretty good. Uh, he has not great size. I mean, he doesn't look like Gronk. He's not super thick. But he looks like you could put another 10 on him and keep evolving him. NFL weight room, you know, as he adds, you know, maturity, I think he'll add some thickness and man strength. But he's very competitive in the run game as a blocker. I like him after the catch. I think he can uh, get downfield. I mean, he's not going to run a 4-5 or anything like that, but I think he's got a, a nice variety of a skill set you know I think he uses his hands well as a blocker he has good hands as a receiver pretty sharp routes I think the best is yet to come and a lot I like so far about Troutman you know that originally this tight end class specifically the whole senior bowl class looked pretty bad but this tight end class in general looked pretty bad I think there's going to be a a handful and we're going to talk about these, these guys a lot between now and obviously April but there looks like a lot more second, third, fourth round tight ends who could be pretty good NFL players. You know, solid number twos, maybe a quality one, you know, something like that. And Troutman fits that bill to me. Um, I like what I've seen, and I think he's got a chance to be pretty productive at the next level. Um, one more quick break, and then I want to talk about some offensive linemen, and I just have a couple defensive players. So I don't want to, you know, to make this a super long one. I got a lot on my plate, to be very honest with you. So I'll be back here in a moment. All right. The tackle I wanted to talk about was Josh Jones. He looks good. I mean, by all accounts, he was rarely, rarely beaten. Long arms, you know, kind of reminded me of the Brickishaw Ferguson, who, when I watched the Brickishaw, I was with, we actually played against him my last year at Pitt in, I forget what bowl it was, when at Virginia, um, and watched him quite a bit then, watched him coming out from, you know, as a prospect, and Jones isn't as freaky as the Brickishaw, but he has that narrow waist, um, power forward build moves very well left tackle traits all day long um pretty refined but again best days could be ahead of him this looks like a first round tackle to me um in a league that's starving for guys like this he's not gonna blow your doors off and rip your head off in the run game but i i like him i like him quite a bit um matt hennessy the temple center Looks like a really solid player, too. And I don't know if there'll be a first-round center in this mix, but there's a couple good ones. And the other one I wanted to talk about was Lloyd Cushenberry from LSU. Um, Hennessy looks like a very solid all-around player. Good athlete. Has some nastiness to him, which is a temple trait for sure. Where Cushenberry, I think, is the better of the two. Extreme leader. Um, looks like, I rarely say this cause you see this all the time in print. Like this looks like a 10 year starter. Yeah. I mean, until he busts up an ankle or whatever, but I mean, Cushenberry has that look about him where he's nasty. He's tough. He's smart. He uses his hands extremely well. He's very well refined. Um, looks like a plug and play starter. I'm throwing scouting cliches at you left and right, which I tend not to do, but this guy has that feel to him in a big way. 
And I liked watching him play next to his teammate, Damian Lewis. I mean, those two worked really well together. Lewis is a masher. He moves well. He has good leverage. He looks like a, a long-time starting guard. Like, I bet the Ravens would love to get Damian Lewis. You know, let's just add him to the mix beyond a successor or play on the other side, run the ball like crazy, pound your face. And Ohio State's Jonah Jackson, I also think, fits that mold. He's a little lighter on his feet, though, too. I mean, like, he looks like a second-round guard to me. Big, thick body, but light on his feet, pretty nimble, agile in protection, can change direction. All these guys look well-coached. Cushenberry, Lewis, Jackson, big school linemen. I'm sure they were all high recruits. They have that look about them, the body type, the power, all those good things. So a good group of interior linemen to watch there down in Mobile. Um, three defensive players I want to talk about briefly here, too, are Bradley Anai and Joshua, Joshua Uche from Michigan. Um, those two, first of all, boy, the, the game... The pass protection in this game was so bad. So I don't want to overreact to these two just living in the backfield. Um, but they whipped the crap out of the tackles, you know, I mean, that they were playing against. But competition, will, they won't look like that in the pros, I guess is what I'm getting at. And I is a little short-armed, but he's got some Bosa-like traits in terms of leverage and hand usage in in particular. I mean, he, he bursts off the snap well. Um, I, I like what he does. I mean, he is tenacious as could be, never gives up on the play, fights to get those sacks, and, you know, has a lot of qualities you like in, in an edge guy. The, the arm length does worry me a little. You know, I mean, he's not going to play against terrible tackles week after week. I mean, he's going to have to deal with George Kittle and left tackles engulfing him. and I, and But him coming after the passer, maybe he's just a spot-duty guy. This looks like a second-round pick that, in a minimum, will come in and rush the passer early. I think he's more than that, but I just don't want to overreact a little bit to him whipping on bad dudes, <laughs> you know, so there, there's a little bit of that. And really a lot of the same is true for Uche, yeah, for the Michigan. Um, he looks like a guy that could have a better pro career than college. Coming into his own was blocked by some guys at Michigan. Um, I think both these guys can drop into coverage. I would say Uche is a little bit better suited to do that as a stand-up 3-4 traditional outside linebacker type, play on his feet, not necessarily in a three-point stance. Uh, I like his body type. I think he's a flexible guy. Uh, another one with, you know, a lot of upside to him, could have his best days ahead of him. So I like those that pair of edge rushers, and they were, you know, terrors in the game. Evan Weaver. This is a great football player. Well, this is a great college football player. Makes like every tackle, was really good on special teams, down the ball inside the five on a punt, has the makeup to be an immediate core star on special teams at the NFL level. Um, he's the classic football player, in quotes. You know, he makes every tackle, doesn't have a lot of physical attributes that you crave in the league. 
I do worry watching on what I saw in uh, you know in limited tape here. I, I don't know how well he moves in reverse and flip his hips to run with a tight end or drop to a zone. I don't think he's going to do as well in reverse and running sideline to sideline as he is reading the run and attacking it. Unbelievable football IQ. Really good football player, but I know that the the Weaver fans out there will be like he'll be the he'll be the one that breaks the trend, and he might be, you know. But I think there is certainly a ceiling there. Again, really good college football player. He's gonna be whoever drafts Weaver. That fan base will be looking at him in the preseason going, he's better than the linebacker we drafted two years ago in the first round. He made 30 tackles in four preseason games and five on special teams. Like, he's going to be that guy. And then you might put him in the lineup halfway through his rookie year or something like that and realize, wow, why are Titans and running backs catching so many balls against us? You know, that type of deal. I hope I'm not wrong on that, you know, but I do think he has a chance to buck the trend and be a fourth, fifth round type guy that is a long-term starter because he does not ever take false steps. He reads the defense or the offense extremely well. He knows exactly what they're looking to do and attacks. I mean, you saw him a couple times in the game. You know, the, the defensive lineman in front of him would be aligned wrong and he'd move him over and then that guy would make the stop. You know, like quarterback of the defense. So a lot to like. Um, his combine will be really interesting to me. Um, I bet it doesn't go well for him, you know, in, in terms of the, the media scouting. I bet from now to combine is the highest his stock will be. I mean, the NFL teams don't change their tune like the media does so much. Um, but I'm rooting for him. I mean, he's fun to watch. Makes a ton of plays. So to wrap it up, uh, I'm not sure what Brian and I have planned for tomorrow, but I think we'll I should be here for at least three more shows this week, hopefully four. Um, and again, I mean, my biggest theme from Ohio, the, the Senior Bowl was some obviously some dudes stood out, and I'm going to talk about more guys we watched. But these those top quarterbacks, Love and especially Herbert, they're going to be really high picks. So these mocks you look at, it wouldn't. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't shock me if four quarterbacks go in the top ten. You know, when it's all said and done. You, know, you put Love on the bench for a year and let him learn. There's a lot to like there. I mean, he could easily bust, don't get me wrong, but a couple of the guys that I've been very high on the last couple of years, Lamar, Mahomes, I mean, he has some of those traits where he could be, I don't want to say a transcendent player, and he's not as talented as either one of those guys. And I do think that some will inflate it, saying that every year a Mahomes-type guy comes out and we just have to spot him. Well, that's not true. But he's the closest thing, and Herbert, I mean, he threw some really nice balls. He's a good athlete. By all accounts, he was a joy to be around. He was more of a leader than people think, and just because he's not super outspoken, I know that is something that's held against him. Um, I think he's got a chance to be a pretty good player, too. But quote me now, I think those two, along with Tua and Burrow, are all going to go first half of the first round. I mean, something along those lines. It just, history shows us this, guys. I mean, if there's a lot to like about a quarterback that could potentially be a franchise quarterback, and I don't use that term lightly, he's going to go very, very high. And I think those four 
absolutely have those traits. I don't want. To, I don't know about Tua's injury. I mean, if he doesn't go in the top three or four, it's going to be some kind of combine getting dinged from the docks. But um, seeing Herbert and Love, they have first round written all over them, and I think rather early first round. So over and out. Um, drop me a note on Twitter at Williamson NFL. Check out the rest of the Locked On Network. We'll have, obviously, tons of Super Bowl coverage coming your way. And do me a favor and go to iTunes. Leave me a review if you would. That'd be great. Thanks so much. Over and out.